This week on Textually Active, we get into a little personal business. I said some things on a recent podcast that I probably shouldn't have. My sister gobbed in, and I brought her here today to talk about it. Sibling childhoods. Let's get into it. And also, be sure to look at this new video because it is fire this week on Textually Active. Welcome back to another episode of Textually Active. Textually Active. This is your weekly dose of conversations about navigating the digital age while dealing with friendships, relationships, and all the ships in between. I'm Rez, and we're back in the office. You guys can see. <laughs> I got Measy with me. Gang shit only. He is on the boards. And we're joined by a beautiful lady. Uh, Measy, I'll let you take this over. Who is this lady that we're sitting with? Um, usually... You see me in pictures, and it's usually me and Rez, and the captions are like, oh, me and my sis in the streets. <laughs> but today, we have an, an actual sister, like, the, not the way black people say sister, <laughs> <laughs> like, sister, sister. Sister, sister. Like, we were... A, sister, brother. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> we were there together at a time where I don't want to get too graphic, but, you know... We learned that we the was the best swimmers. Time. We were swimming real fast. We was there together at the same time. You That's know what right. I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So That's we right. was there. Third and, you know, I, I I was faster. I swam a little bit faster. <laughs> but I was right ahead. She, she was right behind me. And today we have my sister, Lex. Welcome, sis. Welcome, sis. And you may be wondering um, why we have... <laughs> this here but i just want to i'm gonna set i'm gonna set the stage for y'all okay so here's the thing black history month is still going on i know a lot of y'all may have act like y'all forgot about it y'all know that like what's going on but we wanted to give y'all a message within this episode today you know we have as black people a whole bunch of different family dynamics okay um i come from a family uh with a father who he's a great man great man but you know back then they didn't have the proper terms to say um you know he's just a one woman man you know so he the seed was spread okay and um got oh i thought that was a sound effect and and, um there are uh, have a couple of other siblings outside of the sibling that I shared a house with. Um, so that was my family dynamic. And <laughs> Meezy, uh, him and his sister are a few months apart. What is it? Seven. Seven months apart. Yeah, they have a name for that. So they're a special type of twin. And I just wanted to talk I've about I've never acknowledged this. Isn't it a twin? I've, I've never. Ex- yeah. I've never acknowledged this. Never acknowledged this. <laughs> it's a special type of twin. So. I just wanted to, you know, sit down and have a conversation about that yeah. in honor of Black History in a way <laughs> to break the break the the barrier and kind of just open up those taboo conversations that Bro, we don't necessarily talk about. Keep it a buck. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I came in here the last time you guys heard us and seen us in this room, and I said a very special message. Oh, what did you say? I said I would insert clip here, but I don't feel like doing all that. I said. At one point, I've always envied my sister huh. for growing up in a two-parent household. 
Okay. And as soon as that clip went viral on the internet, <laughs> there was a text message that said, hey, saw the episode, enjoyed the clip, would love to come talk about it. So to all you We're podcasters, all you podcasters out there who think that your family or friends don't listen and you saying their names directly on the podcast, they hear it. <laughs> and they're going to pull up on you. didn't say your name at all. It, was, saying, hey. it was sent to me three times. Oh, okay. All right. See the streets? The streets is out. The streets. So they said, "Hey, uh, you might want to check this out." Listen to what he listen to what he said, and these has got to be the friends that know we're brother and sister. I didn't know. I met Meezy first, and then I met Lex separately. And yeah, I half met you. What do you mean half met her? A year and a half later, I, I met Lex. And then I think I overheard that you guys were siblings. And I was like, nah. And we was in the same space. And then you said, I heard it again. And I was like, me hey, But you know how you friends with somebody and certain questions like, when's your birthday? Or is that your mom sound weird because you've been friends for so long? So then I realized, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I got a sister. Hey, girl. So, um... When you listened to the episode, mm-hmm. Trauma vs. Tradition, what were your initial thoughts going into listening to it? Because you said people sent you the clip first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ironically, it's the part that my brother just talked about um, envying me for growing up in a two-parent home when I wish I had a weekend dad. Like, it was the opposite for me. I'm like, you can have this nigga. Like, I would have rather been in a one-parent home uh, because of the experiences I had in my two-parent home. So... That was like interesting. And I always felt like, dang, he got it good. Like he get as kids, right? He get child support. Cause in my mind, it's like he got he get eight hundred dollars a month at, to do whatever. Cause this is how I'm conceptualizing child support as a kid. But Me I know too. all that my this friends that a, got child right, support. I was you know, like, like damn, you get all that money just for existing. <laughs> Why don't I get it? You know, support me. I didn't know. I'm like nine, ten, but like you know, nigga come on the weekends, like whatever he want to eat, whatever. It was really the Kwame show. Whenever he came over, he probably doesn't remember it this way, but it was like where he wanted to go, what he wanted to eat, what he wanted to do because it was about him for the weekend. It was just like the girls just had to go along with it, and I just remember being like, this nigga got it fucking made, and he don't got to hear his mouth during the week. Oh, like. I want his life. So, yeah, that was, like, interesting. So from the outside looking in, it's like you see the two-parent household and you're like, oh, I want this experience. What did you envy about her experience? It was mostly mostly as a teen, like, uh, Mm. 11 up. Like, for some reason, and these are conversations I haven't had with parents because you know parents don't give you the real you get two sides of a story and then somehow you're supposed to put them together to get to the truth exactly so somewhere around 11 12 13 i stopped being a weekend child yeah shit got weird (laughs) so ghost you know what i'm saying so then it's like all right all right he's still around if i call cool he'll come whatever whatever that is but it's like fam uh the things you're mad at me because of now as an adult is because I didn't see you that much as a teenager to learn them. Like right. The the quote unquote reasons all the women on Facebook call you a man because you know how to do this. <laughs> the reason I don't know is because the father that was around didn't show me. You know what I'm saying? Didn't develop that. The old concept of being like, 
uh, like he bought me my first car, but him and my mom went to a used lot. Lex got a new car. Like, no, my like, car well, was it was used, but it was like the, of the years. I got like a ninety nine. Like, no, my, my car was old. How old was it? I got that car in two thousand eight. It was like a oh two. I got a 99 and 09. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was one of those things where it was like, all right, they have the house. You know what I'm saying? We lived in the shack. It's, a three. it's like this wonderful dynamic of people. And then you watch your sister. Like, at first, as a kid, you make fun of her because she's going to Crosby Scholar meetings on yeah, the weekends. Yeah, a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be at the Y playing basketball. Come on, you got to go volunteer. I hate this shit. And then you're like, that's laughable. But then you're like, oh, wait, this is giving her some tips that she needed and it's like maybe if i had a structure of that manner mm. it'd probably be the same so it's like one of those things where you just you look at something and you only feel that as you get older you don't feel that in the moment in the moment is just like i'm fine life is all right he's still around i can call him if i need him but right. i don't really need him because what i'm gonna need him for i'm fine but then as you get to be 21 22 25 you look back it's like oh wait that structure that she had, regardless of where it came from, it was there. You know what I'm saying? That's so, so that's so ironic because, and I want to dispel the myth that just because you have two parents <clears throat> means that their structure that is any different. Because as quiet as it's kept, I would have had the same life whether Earl was there or not. Because he checked out with me this around the same time, like arguably eleven through shit. How old am I? Twenty nine. <laughs> I mean, it's just like. Your you your existence and being here is really not making a difference. You can go. Like you're not in tune emotionally, you're not in tune with what I feel like a father should be in tune with having a teenage daughter. I had my mom, obviously, but around that time their marriage was dwindling anyway. And I can talk about this because we've talked about it. And it's also my story. If you don't want people to talk about things, you shouldn't do them. Yeah, I feel um I feel the same way with the two parent experience. It's like I I got that, mm-hmm. but Eventually, like, I don't know if it's a thing with parents like our fathers of that generation, but my dad is in his 50s now. But it seemed like when I started after I got my menstrual and I started like those teenage years and Mm -hmm. started showing emotion and not being just like daddy's little girl kind of had an attitude. Now, Mm -hmm. bitch, I'm bleeding. Like, I'm going to have an attitude. (laughs) Like, give me some tampons. Like, I need help. Um when those things started happening, it's kind of like you're no no longer there emotionally. You're just there to like be a disciplinarian. Yeah, and it's kind of like Awarded. I need I need that warmth warmth yeah. from you and that emotional support from you. And it's kind of like at that age, he treated me like a, a little boy, like man up, toughen up. Yeah. Like well, you can't cry or you need to toughen up. So it's kind of like that two parent experience. Father's got to soften up a bit and i feel like we see it a lot yeah (laughs) but it's just like that that's the difference between what i see now with millennial dads and fathers back then because i know a lot of my peers have that same experience with their fathers where they kind of like check out and you can't have conversations with them about what they're doing um they still have this idea that i'm the parent you're the child and i'm going to tell you what i want to tell you so yeah like it was it got rough and then, and then that causes problems between the parents because my mom, for people that don't know her, is like very docile, very submissive, very opposite of all the things I am. <laughs> Arguably because I saw that shit, it was like, oh, I ain't going to never be that. Ain't no nigga going to ever motherfucking tell me to do that shit. <laughs> ain't nobody going to ever talk to me like that. And so outside of just the like, 
dynamics between them, there's also a huge physical dis- like my mom's four nine, four eleven. How tall is our dad? Six, right, six one. Six, one, six, yeah. two. Yeah, he's tall. So it's just like already that, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Intimidating. Yeah. The, for women when they're, you know, short women. Short women and then with men. So it was just this very much like you were talking about like being the disciplinary. It became like, oh, he's the warden of the house. Right. And we're all just his little minions that I he seen, just gets to boss around. So it was just like, I can't wait to get the fuck I up out of here. I seen this TikTok going around and me and my sister laughed at it a lot. But it was like when your parent comes home and you try to move from the common spaces because <laughs> you have to come home and you don't want to hear his mouth. And I laugh at it now because me and her used to hear the keys jingle and be like, <laughs> shuffle, okay? And it wasn't like he was abusive. Like, I love my dad. My dad is a very great guy. Like, he's good. But it was just like, I didn't want to hear his mouth, man. Listen. He come in the house. First thing he asked, why the dishes ain't done? It's a spoon in the sink, Dad. <laughs> it's just one spoon, like loosen up. <laughs> yeah. So, so many fights about all the things, like yeah. just chores and dishes. And I was just like, you know, and I think that is the disconnect too with like that generation of parents, especially the men, like. You want to just like boss me around at this time where specifically for girls, we're like bleeding and discovering ourselves in our bodies, but like you aren't checking in emotionally or any other way. All you're doing is just wanting to tell me what to do. Most kids are going to do the adverse of whatever you tell them for the sake of just like, I'm going to rebel. Fuck you. And it's because we, we know, we know what we saw. Right. Right. So we take that and think, all right, because obviously I said this last week. You know our grandma. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My grandma cussed me out about cheese. I said this last week. <laughs> so I can imagine what that's like at 25 and you have four kids. Right. You're just angry. Yeah. Yelling and bossy. Yeah. So I feel like that is some of the things that a lot of our parents who our grandparents were like that. Those are the traits they took in child raising. Oh, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure they're sweethearts at times. There are times, there are stories we don't know about them being very nice. <laughs> and we don't know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there's stories about our grandparents. You know what I'm saying? There's stories that we don't know about about our grandparents <laughs> being nice at some point. <laughs> And we just don't know them, but like it's just like our parents. Like, One time, yeah, I'm really hey. thinking. I'm hey, just... but that's as she's got older. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, I don't you remember. Know, we she... did bake cookies one time in like ninety eight. See what I'm saying? Like I don't remember that far back. <laughs> but I'm pretty. But we sure. also got kicked out of the house because she couldn't find her cigarettes. And hey, that out. had nothing to do with us. You know, that. locked out. Grandma you know. kicked y'all out because she couldn't what? find her cigarettes multiple times. Here's the thing. It wasn't us. It's, that's part of the problem. It wasn't us specifically. Right. It was, we have a problem, cousin. Love him to death. Yes, Lord. And you know as a gang, if one of the gang go down, Everybody. all of the gang got go down. I hated yeah. that part. It was just like the the original gang gang. Like, all right, we all. Why oh, your stupid ass got to always be yeah, messing like, with grandma, man? Like, Sit your ass exactly. And you can't tell. And then it's like, can't, he get kicked can't. out. We stuck in the house. And it's like, bro, I can't help you. Like, right. You mad at me because I can't help you, but I'm not going out there with you. So I'm like, what do you want me to do? So it sounds like you guys had the same kind of experience with your, your father. Do you guys feel that way? Uh, 
I feel like if you put them together, it's a really good story. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> you feel it in my story. Uh, I don't know. See, what and you're then about. in my in my story, <laughs> I think it's, it's a lifesaver. I think yeah. yeah. I think that at one point it was like there was a fairy tale. I have a fairy tale as an adolescent, right? As an adolescent, as an adolescent, I have a fairy tale like, oh, this could happen, and then eventually that became true. He saved me at twenty two, twenty three. Then I'm pretty sure your side is. <laughs> it's, it's the villain side. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm like, saying? Like, you, you know, know you grow so, up. I think for me, it was like in a home where my mom was very religious, very spiritual. My my paternal grandmother was a minister, elder. So she like, my mom grew up very, very strict. My, I mean, to my knowledge, she wasn't like, you know, living her best Nick life. She met my dad at 20, he was pregnant at 21. And like, that's who she's been, was with for all those years. So she didn't really get to like have what we would call a hot girl time because she was Aww. church. So it was just like, you know, I think she, I ain't putting all the business out there, but like wasn't very experienced either when she got with my dad. So it was just like, well, this is, I'm going to do the good Christian girl thing. And this I'm gonna is what I'm supposed to do. Marry, you know, the father of my child. And that's what we're going to do. And so it was just like, that's all I knew. And because I had what specifically the church says, which is a whole other segue, says you're supposed to have these things, regardless of how it looks and what's really going on, then this is what, you know, the American dream looks like, you know? And so it was just like, oh, I have a mom, I have a dad, I have two sets of grandparents. I have all six of the of my village. So I'm blessed and this is life because you don't really know like what dysfunction is until you really start to peel back the layers and be like, oh, that's why this person act that way. This is why this parent doesn't like this one. This is, you know, and so you start to piece things together. So by the time I was like 10 or 11 and I realized like, yeah, that's my brother, but oh, we're the same age and we have different moms. And oh, so that means, and then he was doing... You learn it early. You learn it early. Because from the story that I've learned is obviously I was, I mean, I, my mother was first and they met, did whatever. They broke up and he was gone. But he'd already found somebody else. So by the time he was gone, he was in the Navy. That's when he got the call, like, oh, wait, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, you got one. And then. Couple months later, you probably get the same call. Like, hey, I'm oh, by pregnant. the way, right? So maybe, maybe not. But there's, you know, there's space I was in between. Throw for, a joke in there, like yeah. Monica's pregnant. I already know she's pregnant. No, Monica's yeah, pregnant. Right. Our right. moms have the, we same have the same name. They have the same name. Yeah, for yeah. oh, okay. a little razzle dazzle. Right. You know. Let's throw. Let's throw a razzle. <laughs> All right. Let's throw a razzle. Throw a razzle. We're seven months apart. Yeah. We're seven days apart. Our mothers have the same name. Mm-hmm. And worked have, at the same place, and for they worked together certain amount of time. Certainly, <laughs> we also have another sister who is seven years apart. And if you combine the birth dates, the number equals seven. Yep. Shut so up. You guys type are of, magical. Yes. The numerology is <laughs> going on. <laughs> okay. Seven seven seven. Yeah. Right. That was the name of our group. We had like a yeah. A group it was like point. seven. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, all right, I don't really know your story, sir. And as a dad, as a 50-year-old dad, as a black man, you're not going to disclose the entire story, truthfully. They're not. Yeah. I think for for me as a woman, and when I was a young woman, it was like, I don't feel like he fought hard enough to be emotionally 
available. I mean, as a husband, for sure. That's why they ain't married no more. But as the dad, for all three of us, I feel like he could have done a better job. And whether or not he was given the tools when he was raised, I feel like he was old enough to know, like, well, there are things that I can do. He just didn't care for whatever reason, didn't think that it was necessary because, I mean, Look at his family. I love my aunts and uncles and grandparents, but all that shit is dysfunctional. And it's like dysfunction breeds dysfunction. Right. I think and he, was a, he was mostly a financial father. Financial yeah, father. yeah. He, that's oh, what he yeah, knew. Yeah. He, he knows I go to work. I work all this. I get all this money. I can do Y'all mm-hmm. can do whatever y'all want. Y'all can have whatever y'all want. That's and me. That I'm here. That's the perfect way yeah. to put yeah. it. Financial yeah. father. If you yeah. have a game, hey, I'm going to show up. If you, if it's no, it's like he's one of those parents that was. I just heard this last night. It's hilarious. There's a good dad and there's a championship dad. Okay. He is a showed up for the game. I came for the game. I showed up, whatever. I dropped you off. I picked you up, did whatever. Where there's a championship dad, where the championship dad is like, all right, you got a game at five. I'm going to go get. The, the tools you need for the game. If after this, the dance recital, I'm giving you flowers. He wasn't that Oh, bad, God, no. <laughs> but he was also like, all right, you need, this is what you want to do. You can do it. I'll pay for it, whatever. So I feel yeah. like there are certain, there are certain things because of, you know what I'm saying, whatever his child was, that's what he knew. Like, yeah. I go to work, I work hard, I buy whatever I want, I buy the house, whatever, the house is taken care of, boom. Yeah, yeah. I think as, Children, especially as um, young girls, we still need that emotional yeah. attachment yeah. to a male in our lives. And when you don't have that connection, it kind of makes you re- like think, well, why wasn't that there? Or right. what didn't I do? And I think that led down a path, a path of constantly trying to please my father growing up. It's yeah. like, well, what would my dad want me to do? Or what Straight would he A's. like me to do? Excellent. Oh, he wants me Everything. to go to college. Right. Let me go to college. Right. He doesn't want me to get a baby when I'm in high school. Right. Let me wear a condom when I have sex for the first time. But it was just like those standards. And I mean, in hindsight, maybe it worked a little bit because I'm not like on crack right now. I'm not um, on crack. But, so, yeah. But it's still that emotional. <laughs> I didn't bring a baby home. <laughs> I didn't bring a baby home. And I'm shit, not on crack. the way it's looking, I, I don't know if it'll ever come. So that one really drove it all the way home. But it like sticks to you because you're constantly trying to get that reward from your father like I was constantly seeking I'm proud of you I love you and always just um looking for that hug and it's to the point where you know I'm working I work on it even when I see my dad now I'm like give me a fucking hug right now right now hug me love me all right I'm doing good doing good all right great but that's sweet (laughs) it's just um you need that emotional connection growing up and see I feel like he always had that so I'll always envy that like you know they hugged and dapped or did whatever bros do but like I feel like after like five or six, there was never an emotional connection with me and my dad. But when Kwame was around, you know, that's his boy. And so then it's just like, oh, so he's and so I think that's what hurt me and kind of like infiltrated my mind early on is he has the capability to do it for whatever reason. He just won't do that with me. Right. And so now it's like, oh, and then especially, you know, around the time you would say he saved your life. It was just like, look at them. Bonding and carrying on and, and, you know, doing all of these child parent things. And I'm just like, right. Hello. It's, the thing is, it's so easy to please a child. So when yeah. you see that relationship now that they have, like, you know that it takes work yeah. because as an adult, I'm expecting a lot more yeah. from you. Hello. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
I, I was the outcast, guys. <laughs> I was the outcast. I only saw you two days. Yeah, but what I what I feel like maybe you have not really stopped to think about is that even though I was there, I was an outcast too. So for me, I feel like it did more harm. Him, I would have rather him just not be there so then it would make sense how I feel in the relationship. Yeah, we have. but then the things that, that like, like go, like you learn, you have to learn as a kid to process it as an adult. Like, I was there when you guys got the house. Remember, yeah. that was, that was my room. And not too long later, my room turned into Maya's room. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, well, get rid of all the shit that felt. Break, like felt like a home. We gotta get rid of that shit because no need now. So then it was like, all right. So now we have a new sister, and so like, I'll tell you right now. I, as a child, the bond between me and our younger sister was the one. Like, we were closer mm-hmm. at that time. We seven, so she was around three. I was like ten. We were closer, mm-hmm. but then when you realize. <laughs> Oh, it's Friday. He's not coming. <laughs> like, okay, uh, it's been a year. You're 13. Because he's always around. Okay, I'm... Winston not that big. At not, all. I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm not leaving. I don't have... I don't need to make this effort to go do something. I'm Me then, I think I learned to be me now from that. Like, I don't want to have to leave the house. I don't have to leave the house. You know where I'm at. You know the number. Number has changed. One, like you know, what I'm saying, like I, I'm here. I'm. I don't feel needed. I don't want to feel needed. I'm here. So if you want to feel that, come to me. You right. Know what I'm so, so you that's were how I feel. you were looking for him to come to yeah. you. Okay. I felt. I just felt that's how it was. Like yeah. fam, you would you call you would and think. you'd say Friday. You know, we going. I'm coming to get you. Those conversations stop happening. I stopped expecting them i don't know why the reason is because even as an adult when you ask those questions you don't get a clear answer. yeah i think i think in hindsight he just tapped out and it wasn't anything any of us really arguably could have done about it because around that same like we used to go get haircuts with him and be at the barbershop and stuff together that stopped and it was no longer like oh you want to come you know, I mean, I used to want to go so I could look at the barber's sons and stuff. It was always <laughs> an ulterior motive. It wasn't just to like I was probably why. spend time with this dude. Uh, but like he would be picking you up sometimes. So I would get to see you, hang out with you. We would go get, you know, food and stuff. So crazy shit like, is, as I think about it, me and you didn't spend that much time together. No, no, not at all. We, so we never have. When did that change happen? I wanted to ask. So when you got into your adult years with your dad, you said there was a gap in time between like 13 and 23. What did it look like when you guys built that relationship that you have now? I started. Uh, did you have to reach out to him? No, I started to realize <clears throat> that whatever happened in that gap wasn't my fault. Right. So like my mom is just as stubborn as my father. So. You're just as stubborn as him, too. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so whatever happened between those periods, it was cool. But if I ever needed him, he was there. So it's like, you can't be mad at somebody because if you really need him, you can call me, be there regardless. So then as I like got older, like we started to have, I started to finally be like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm an adult. We can have these conversations. And then one day, uh, there was a 
bottle of Patron and <laughs> I drank most of it and we started having these we had this conversation. And I'm like, bro, like why are why like what's the deal? Like what's the deal with our relationship? Like what's going on? Like bro, like and the conversation he really like the conversation he gave me was like, bro, listen, it was a lot going on. And I just was like, I don't have to internalize this no more. Cause it's not mm-hmm. my fault. Good. And so then I'm like, when I think about it, I'm like, bro, no, you, you, you were there enough, like not as much as I would have wanted, but enough. And if I really, really wanted it, I could have made an effort, but it's like, I can't be mad at you for not making an effort because I also didn't make an effort either. Like if I'd have been trying and you not coming, then all right. But I also wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, it's Thanksgiving. I'm going to go over here for like four hours and I'm coming home because I don't really want to be here. I think as a child, <laughs> though, you and I'm going through, I go through this often with um, my birth mom. I don't talk about her much, but you get to a point where it's like you're not making an effort. I'm not making an effort. But me as a child, I don't feel like I should be the one right. making the effort right. personally and um, maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way, but even as an adult, I'm like, I'm not going to keep forcing I'm still the this. child. Yeah. And that I'm, I'm, I'm still I'm sitting your here child. thinking, no, no, and hell no. I disagree like, with that, but that's your truth. And you walk in. Yeah. It was just, to, yeah. It was one of those things where it's like, bro, I, I, I don't know what your life was like. So I can't be mad at you because I have no idea. So you're, you hmm. are able because to. Because as a child, I used to think the reason that they are arguing is because I'm here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you I remember those days, yeah. So, <laughs> when you internalize, hey, every time you come around, there's a there's an argument in this house. Maybe I shouldn't reach out. Like, maybe it's my fault. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe I should stay where I am because I'm fine. This side, this part is cool. I don't know what goes over there when I'm not alone. I would love to see that. But from what I see when I'm there, there's an argument about, about me. Chaos, turmoil, <laughs> you know confusion. Oh. So it's like. <laughs> that, that, that's why I like, we were talking about takeaways. I just, again, to reiterate, I think I said it earlier, dispel the myth that just because you have a two-parent home, it means that everything is happy and well. Sometimes, for the sake of the children, it's better that people leave and separate. My parents did not divorce until I damn near graduated college. They probably should have divorced when I was in, like, the fifth grade to keep it a ban. And these are conversations that I, you know, later had with my mother. But it's just, like, to hear him say that, it's just like it wasn't much different when you weren't there. And so it's, you internalize something being your fault or you being the center of it when them arguments was going to happen whether you were there or not and me and Maya just sitting in our rooms like uh or you want to play the game y'all want to go downstairs you know that's what it turned into and then it was just you stopped going around but the arguments kept happening and I think for me it was like and it's again I think what's interesting here is that I'm me being a girl you being a boy there's a whole different world of like dynamics because I internalize it as you're mad at mommy, you're arguing, well, we're mad at you. Like, you know, it's like, I'm not talking to you because mommy's not, because you hurt her feelings, you made her mad, you're not supposed to yell at girls. And if I say something to you, you're going to yell at me. And so it just became like a gender war in the house, you know? So how did that affect y'all relationship? Because I'm assuming this happened for my family, is like, 
um, my mom's side of the family, my dad's side of the family, without that bridge of having a relationship with my mother, my relationship with my cousins and stuff lacked. So now I find myself picking up the pieces mm-hmm. with my cousins to build those relationships. Because if you're not growing up with your cousins, how do you have a relationship yeah. with your cousins? So how did you guys deal with that gap of emotional support from your father? Like, how did your relationship we didn't, have one. we didn't have like one. I don't remember seeing my <laughs> we, brother in middle school or talking. Or it's like, a thing where uh, <clears throat> number one, like Lex wasn't around anyway because no. Lex has been a social butterfly for everywhere. <laughs> hit, hit the streets, <laughs> like, jumped off the porch at like eleven, like, never coming home. Them Crosby Scholar meetings and all that fucking volunteer work were on the weekends. <laughs> right, she's gone for most of the yeah. day. I'll see her later. She's got friends. They having birthdays. They doing this. She's gone anyway. Yeah. So it's like me and Maya, we hang out for a little bit. Uh, once I, once we got into our teen years, we we're clearly in our separate paths yeah. anyway. We don't go to the same high school. We just live in the same city. Yeah. That's it. I would literally see my brother out. Hey. Like brother, in hey. passing and in city the, events. Like, oh, yeah, yeah we saw her. Uh uh, grandma's having something at our house. We pull up. Hey, yeah. we're there. Uh, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Hey, what up? There's there. Uh, birthday text. Birthday parties and thing. Anything that happened at grandma's house, I was there. We pull up. We see each other. Then Lex is like, "No, I got another event. I'm about to go. She's gone." <laughs> so, when I mean, I think that's the point. That's the point for me. Like when you start having this, like, say you're out with your friend. She's out with her friends. You run into each other. That's my brother. Yeah. And that's all it is. I mean, so where did you guys start getting that relationship where it was a little bit more than that's my brother? I mean, he X Y Z. We X Y D. We do this together. We hang out together. Like, how? Do I don't think to- we have reached that mm-hmm. point. I think it's our relationship is much- pretty much. We love each other. Yeah. If we're in the same spot, we'll hang out. We'll hit each other, important We events. were damn near out of high school before people even knew. Like, yeah, like that's my Banks is one of my best friends. They went to high school together. <laughs> he to this we day, had multiple classes together. He, <laughs> he to this day doesn't believe that's my sister. <laughs> because he goes, wait, how is that your sister? I'm with you all the time. You're this wild, obnoxious dude. And this is the do everything by the book type person. How is this y'all? How are y'all related? And I'm like, no, that's, that's my sister. Like It's my yeah. sister. Like, we even... In high school, my high school friend, like one of my cousins in the basketball team, dated Lex's best friends mm-hmm. in the high school. So I would see the best friends while I was with them, but I wouldn't see Lex. Lex wouldn't be there. Like, but they all knew all this. Yeah, the, no, hey, sneaky link. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then, like, uh, Senior Beach Week, like, because they were all dating, <laughs> I ended up staying, yeah. spending the night in yeah. my sister's room. But I didn't make that play. <laughs> they made the play right. for me. I literally was like, oh, my brother's here. Hey, what y'all doing here? We got kicked out of our room. We need to stay. Okay. Well, so what are you guys doing now to kind of keep the relationship going? I mean, I think we're at a point where we understand what our dynamic is. Mm-hmm. Like, there yeah. is no ill will in our relationship mm-hmm. at all. Like, we are fine. Like, we know if it came down to it, like, she's a phone call away. Yeah. She might okay. answer on the first time, but she will call back. First of all, she will call back. Uh, wait, why does it have to be like that? Why can't you guys like just call to talk or hang out? I'm not that person. Call he's, the link. He's, I'm not, he's that not that person. But I feel like so much time passed where we didn't have it. Trying to do that as an adult has literally taken 
I came back to Winston in 2013-14 and it's taken to now to get to this space between careers and changes. I was up and down between Philadelphia and dating. I mean, just doing all the things. I do have a very active social life pre-COVID. And so, and a lot of that stemmed from just to tap into like some childhood stuff. I always wanted to find reasons to escape the reality of what was my home because there was domestic violence in the home and I just always wanted to be away. And that very much followed me into college and into being back in this space, specifically in this city where it's just like trauma, how can I get away? How can I be away? And a lot of people around me took that as, you know, I used to get so much hell from like that. My dad's side of the family, you don't ever come around. You're always with your friends. You don't never want to see us. You don't want to. Mainly I'm avoiding him. Right. Because at that time we had a very visceral, toxic relationship. Um, arguably still do. I don't know. Different episode. Um, but yeah, so it was just like, all of those things come back full circle as an adult. And I didn't realize until probably 24, 25, how much it had impacted our relationship. And that was from talking to our little sister. Cause I, I feel like the black sheep among my sister, my dad and my brother, cause the they irony. all have this the relationship where it's like, <laughs> you know, parent child. And I feel like the irony, I'm just over because here. <laughs> even at 27, having to learn that Alexis is his favorite kid what? out of his mouth. <laughs> She's my favorite. She's my favorite because out of my children, Alexis is the only one that I was there with from birth. Out of his mouth. When, when things weren't happy, when she was first born, he did what he had to do would be to get Alexis and do whatever happened for Alexis. I don't have that story. My sister know how that story. She's the only one. So knowing that, finding that out at 26 is like, nigga, how? No, seriously. I'm still here. So like, you need to tell me your, father, your parents said somebody out of his mouth, because I know there's a lot of jokes. You guys can obviously tell I'm the favorite in my family, but my parents would never come out and say because. Was he trying to start a war? No, I said it. I don't know what was. So the conversation goes, fam, we already, like, I already know Lex is your favorite. Oh, you said it? Yeah, so you, you were you were poking it. the bear. You can see it. I and don't know how. the story just goes. I have no idea. Obviously, he pulled the parent role of, like, I don't have a favorite kid. But then the, 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 the sidebar to the conversation is, but if out of my kids, Lex, I was there with Lex from the start. Like, when whatever happened, whatever situation happened, I went and got Lex. She was with me. The other two don't have that story. You never came and got me. You said you wanted to be with me, which is the story of the teens. Where I think see, I so, feel like so. It's, I, so then you have to deal with that, and so then now you learn. Like I want to go a place. I don't uh, know. I mean, if we, we're here. can we? The keep mics it are on. We're all the way real. Let's keep it. Got me fucked up. <laughs> the fuck my dad would say Listen. you know what <laughs> you ain't the favorite okay got me fucked up i feel like arguably that was less about me and more about my mom he for reasons beyond my knowledge wanted to be with my mom and i was the bridge for that to happen yeah but and so i again from what i saw in the conversations i've heard as an adult it was pretty much 
not only did he check out when I feel like I was coming into like my young woman, teen years, there was also another check out when my parents divorced because now that I don't have this attachment to your mom out of his mouth, well, she don't need me, y'all don't need me either. Kind of mm. stupid ass shit to say which that. Is, like, okay, you're emotional, you're mad, but like, is, we're going why the into fuck a would you say that? that? We can't tell his story from him because I've also heard other stories that align with your story, which you made clear earlier. We just decided you yelled at our mom, don't speak to us either. Yeah. So you took that upon that. So yeah. even as an adult, he could see, oh, this is between us. Y'all have already chose a side. So I'm not here to tell his story. He can tell his own story another day. But so knowing that, like, no, it's like, all right. So, so as an adult, it goes, <laughs> I've been chasing. I've been, as the oldest, I've been chasing her. For years, and I finally know, no, I was right. But then it's like, now, you know, 30 is like, nah, I might got to beat. H- how old are you? <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> Gramps. Same age as you. Oh, Ooh. yeah. 30. Yeah. So as an, adult, <laughs> as an adult now, it's like. 30-year-old adult. Knowing it now, like at 25, you hear it in passing and you don't like think about it. But is when you when it's dark outside, you start to think. But now at thirty, it goes. But it's cold. It's yeah. been cold for a minute too. So at thirty, now it's like, oh, that's how you felt then. But that was because the kid went around. We've been riding deep for about the last ten. I know how you sign your signatures. You getting up in age. I'm gonna be the one. So now you want to talk about favorites? <laughs> I know what the damn bodies is in. I know what's going oh. on because I always thought Lex was gonna be the one to have to put you in all. But as we're growing up, seems like it's gonna be me. And honestly, you probably because I don't want to do nothing. You're not gonna be in right a, now. you're not gonna be in a home anyway because you're gonna die wherever you want to die. So that's you. But I'm gonna be <laughs> the guy there, right? So it's like which we have to talk about off camera as well. Yeah, so like a very real sibling con- sibling conversation. I mean, so that's that's what keep it, it is. a book. I mean, I'm a I'm getting bulk of, but I, I mean, I, oh, oh, y'all talk about the money. Okay, anywho, <laughs> outside of your father with your relationship, you guys have been still working towards it, which is important yeah. because. You know, at the end of it all, you spend a lot more time being an adult than you do a child. Right. right. And those relationships that you make with your siblings are going to, they're supposed to last you for a lifetime. So whatever foundation you guys lay down now, that's the time. Like, yeah, you guys have been out of your teen years for about 10, 15, a few years, you know, whatever. But now it's, it's. A new time. Like, you guys can take the time to do it. And I find beauty in that, especially being an older sibling. Like, I constantly want to reach out to my sister. Like, me and my sister, we grew up in the same household. We have the same experiences. We see each other. We laugh. We got inside jokes from being inside jokes from having inside jokes. So (laughs) that's my dog. But even as adults, I still have to make an effort to reach out to her. Because that sister bond is not a sister bond without an actual connection. Yeah. I mean, even with my younger sister who grew up in the house, the same 
thing. I think the age gap for us definitely played a part because by the time she was even coming to like those things, you remember I was out of the house and not thinking about anything going on there again because of the just a uh, toxic environment when when I when I got my license let me tell you something <laughs> I'll be back what's my curfew too can I, can you make two it 33 o'clock. oh yeah like, you had a two o'clock curfew yeah mine was 12 a.m <laughs> you just get started <laughs> well Delaware yeah. closes at no it closes at two two no excuse yeah. um all my friends were older and then I because and so here's the thing I can say it now because I'm an adult. When you do what you're supposed to do, you can get away with a lot of shit. And mm-hmm. because I was that star model child, like I had straight A's. I did all the after school programs. I did the volunteer stuff. I cheerleaded in high school. I did key club. So it was just like, okay, you can go and have your freedoms. And I was also doing all the other things all the other kids were doing too. But it was just like, but you were good. You'll never know. Free I was game. sneaky. I was very sneaky. Free game. Do what yeah. you're supposed to do. Uh, middle school, high school. By the time you get to that age where Listen, you're allowed to go outside, like, you'll be allowed yeah, to go outside. You'll be outside and stay outside. We outside, <laughs> Meg voice. But no, I was going to say, why are you making those faces? I have I, I feel like I, when I was in college, I started to resent my dad. And then at some point, my mom because of the lack of relationship we had and even into adulthood like early on when y'all started getting close and Simi was here I would be like they have the brother that I wanted like that's y'all brother I know I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) you're in like that but like you know it's just like (laughs) I would be like damn I'm really missing out on having a relationship with like my whole brother let me text him see what's up let me make sure oh y'all got this going on like trying to support y'all and be like around even jazz his him meeting jazz i know they think they're in love and like that's all cute and stuff but like jazz was really i feel like a guardian angel for us to have a better stronger relationship because she was just like oh i like you you're nice so tell me more about blah 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 she'd be like did you know you did it and i'd be like no i didn't know that thanks for telling me and you know just kind of being able to talk to her and have conversations with her about things that we never talked about and knowing you know she's gonna go tell him i think helped create um a synergy now that we have that Maybe wasn't there before. I don't I know. What do you think it. about that? I mean, we, I don't like, I think we've always did that. I think we've always been supportive. College graduation, I drove down. You did. You, there. you come and support me for everything. 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 We always. Yeah, I have pictures of you at like every, even my mom's graduation. Yeah, when she I'm graduated. Everywhere. I showed yeah. up. I show up. I say, hey, I stopped by. So you're being a good brother, but are you a championship brother? Here's the thing. I'm think, <laughs> I think I'm a championship brother. I, I, think, I would brother. say he's you a championship brother. I think I'm a championship, brother, yeah. not a good brother. I don't know that wait, I've always been a championship sister, though. What's the, hold on. Wait, we, we throwing these words around. So good is below championship, right? So you said that you feel like you're a championship brother, yeah. but you don't feel like you're a I good brother. I think I know when to pick my time. So, like, graduations, be there. Like, even if I look at my brotherhood amongst the both of them, it's like I've always been there for the moments. Made sure the moments were great, happy. But the regular everyday, hey, how you doing? Like, my sister went to Hawaii for, like, four years. Probably only talked, like, four times. Mm. And these are, like, occasions. Like birthdays, I remember birthdays. I remember, uh, hey, Lexus is graduating. Maya is graduating from high school next week. Show up if you can show up. Okay. Like, I'm that guy that remembers that, but I'm not the guy that's like. Every day, just pick up the phone call. Even, like, but I think that has more to do with 
being an only child and mm-hmm. like being an only child, I didn't have many friends growing up. So there was, I see these people at school. Once three o'clock hit, I'm back at home <laughs> in my bubble doing my circle. So I can come out and you and Simone make me come out. Hey, we, nigga. We did. That's, with the, us. that's the part that you didn't see. Is there was a lot of pulling You guys fine. are, you I mean, are I tried to out. take, I think we had turned like 24, 25, and I was like, you know, bitch making money now. You want, let's go get some to eat, let's get some food. It's on me. Nah, I'm good. Nah. Huh? Them only I'm, children. Like, shout what? out to all the only children out there. But Y'all you, have a You also still a owe me like a couple lunch. Like. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, but you got to come. But when I say, hey. No, I'm 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 leaving. I'm about to go to Charlotte now. Uh, I don't come back till next Tuesday. I was like, bro, it's an hour. Like, no, I'm not coming back till Tuesday. Okay, just hit me when you come back. And so if you if you were to get the title of a good brother, what would that look like? I just think it's like a. I would rather be the guy that does the small things than the big things. Yeah, everybody shows up for the big shit. Yeah, just because it's everybody shows up for mm-hmm. the big shit. And so it looks like you only show up for the big shit. Right. Versus when. The shit in between. I think it's weird when you get to those big moments, like at your graduation, and I'm trying to catch up with you. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm trying to figure out yeah. who your new boyfriend Ver- is. No, that. seriously. That, that was the reality for a while. Like, Maya could tell you more about the women he dated which when we were still, younger. Which is I still could, a, I, a lie I'd from that story. Go and say, who? You dated who? My no, oh, you, okay. there's <laughs> not that many. Okay, don't, don't make no. it seem like as many. I you, mean, you know all of them. Okay, that's not that many, but it's a uh, <laughs> it's one of those conversations. Where it's like we live in the same city, now. right? Yeah, yeah. It's and ridiculous. we and you know, as an adult, like life is yeah. more difficult now than it yeah. was when we were younger, and we probably should have built that. I don't think the honest was on us though. I think no. the the honest was on Earl. True, as them, but, but now arguably, as is like, I wish our mothers would have gotten along better because I think man. that would have made a huge difference in us having a better relationship. Right. But they didn't get along, arguably because of Earl. Um, I mean, if I met another girl named Rez and she had a baby, by <laughs> mom, I, would, like, <laughs> I mean, you know, that's all I'm saying is the '90s, a lot going yeah, on, Pager's going crazy. You know, though. I just feel like Pager's going crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. I I definitely wish. I mean, it it literally took, and I don't know from your end, but it was, it was just so many weird like layers. It's like a bean. What do you call those dishes? Like a seven layer dip. It's, oh, I love that. Ironically, a seven layer dip. Yeah, ah, did it. Um, it was like the you know I'm my mom's only child. He's his mom's only child. So up until Maya was born, we both had this only child experience. But then also when we came together, it was this was, siblingship right. type of thing. Our sister comes, and so then it's like changes my household. But then so also changes. So what happens right? as we're younger, me and Maya together. Yeah, she's Lex is in the streets. She's in the streets out here. So we're here, but then I'm gone out of this, and now they built this relationship together. So now it's like it's layers. It's layers. So do you think Lex, you are a good sister or a championship sister? I think that I didn't even know it mattered until I was an adult, and I. I don't know. I try. I want to be a championship sister. I feel like I try to be a good sister, but because I 
don't really feel like I knew or know either one of my siblings, honestly, up until the last 10 years and even cared enough to make an effort to do so. Um, I don't I don't know. You have to think, though, with siblings like we seen each other through every stage mm-hmm. and we don't really take into consideration the same way we say about our parents like it takes our parents a long time to realize that we're adults right. when you have a younger sibling it takes a lot for you to look at that sibling as Listen. not just like this is somebody i could beat up on right but this person actually has like this is gonna sound wild but emotions and feelings right and has watched <laughs> like, me from a different it's lens a, for me like growing up with um my sister like i always was looking for friendship everywhere else. oh god yeah like outside yeah. of the house and yeah. it took for my sister to get friends for me to be like wait how much younger you, is your sister she's two years younger than me okay but it's like wait you got friends like no i'm, I'm your friend right. and i'm gonna show you why i'm your friend yeah. and it's just now like you have to maintain that friendship yeah. like you would anything else it's it's more than a title for me yeah. personally um i think i am a I don't know. I don't know what type of sister I, I know, am. Because you think <laughs> one thing, but then it's like, well, what is it perceived and what does this effort and energy look like? Right. I think that my sister, I know she's still like, we still got beef. We still got beef. Um, be- because of that very thing, I was very much not around for her when she needed me to be there because she was experiencing the same toxicity I was, but she couldn't leave. Right. She had to stay. You know, she was still very much a young kid and she was essentially trapped in the house. She couldn't get in her car and go away. And I should, for damn sure wasn't coming with me at that time. Cause you know, that's just the headspace you're in, especially being a teenager, you're selfish. So my only concern was like, let me get out of here and let me stay gone as long as I can. And when I got to college, it was, Double down, like, oh, bet our campus never closed because we got international students. I'm not, com- I'm not coming home for break because <laughs> I don't want to be there. I don't want to be around these people. And it was just like the the animosity I had towards like my parents just bled into my siblingships. It bled into extended family, and it turned into like my family and my community is with everybody that's not associated with this dysfunction. Mm. And that was something I didn't even realize until going to therapy as an adult. Therapy. Honey. That's a, that's a key word right there. Yeah. I, I definitely think we need family therapy, but that's a different conversation. A different day. Do you guys feel like your family would be open to like a, a family therapy session? Like what does that look like? Do, I don't know. Do that? I mean, I, we tried to get my dad to do it years ago. He it wouldn't. It, so. I, it doesn't. So, like, how I, will we get our? What I feel like this become what what this becomes is a five people thing, where the one person four four person being left out again. Where's the four? No, you, me, you, Maya Earl. Your mom's not coming. But what? They're not together. But what? Oh, so you think it's I'm talking be about siblings and I don't parent. have a problem with him. So I wouldn't feel the need to go. Uh, see, that's the problem. I there's, work, there's a lot of there's a lot to unpack. As but it I don't think to all of us. But I don't think my problems with him have anything to do with y'all. Yeah, because you ain't been in therapy. <laughs> you never think or know how things I are connected think, until you but get to I don't the root think of them. Our issue is that I think our issue is just our issue is that he didn't set the foundation he was supposed to as a parent, so that we wouldn't be in this space now. It was one hundred percent his responsibility to make sure that we knew each other, that we had and sustained a relationship. 
it's solely on him. He's the only common denominator. True. As as much as I kind of feel like if our moms would have gotten along, because that's more along a that woman's been line like the to do. But it's also right. Fucking, I'm 14. No, I want to go nowhere. I got the video game here. I'm playing this shit here at home. I'm not I mean, yeah, that's there. fine. Yeah, but like, but you still, you were able to separate it though, means You were able to say that don't, his issues don't have nothing to do with me as opposed to being like nah it was him That's yeah like I, so you were able to take I and I think even that. having that different perspective towards him impacts us because there were holidays where it was just like we would go at it arguing over you know minuscule things and I would just be like you don't get it because you weren't there you don't understand wow you've experienced one person can give multiple people multiple experiences. And I don't know that you sometimes look at it through that lens. And so in an effort to, I don't want to say cap for the nigga, but like support the great dad that you have, you don't always see the monster that I sometimes experience oh, no. because that wasn't your experience. No, I I, I, I do. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like I have the the monster. I have the monster as an adult. <laughs> And you don't have to be there for the monster. And won't. See what I'm saying? <laughs> See what I'm saying? But I have the monster as an adult. And I have to tell you, I have to like, didn't realize, like, fam, no, like, this is, we're not, we're not doing this. <laughs> because I already, we've already did this. I lived this. No, we're not doing that. What we're about to do is, you're going to be the guy that I tell you that you're about to be. You about to be the good guy that I, I've now come to realize you probably have some shit wrong with you and you never settled that. You never did anything. But now I'm about to be, we about to have this kind of relationship now because we're not about to have the monster. Yeah. I think, um, it's, it's all about just figuring out what works for you. Like you said, you're not going to be here in my life if that's who you're going to be. And same with you. You're saying the same thing. You're not going to be in my life at that capacity. Because you're going to be what, what I decided. Need, right. What I need you to be at the moment because this is my life. This is my show. I'm an adult. And this is how I want to run it. So I think um, the fact that you're able to look at it from that way and see that you need to step away or see that this is where it needs to work and it means that you're on the right path to get into the place where you guys can hopefully yeah. get a closer relationship with each other, um, continue to grow the love that you have. Um, yeah. I want to um, ask another question, but let's take a break first and then we'll, we can do it in our final thoughts. All right. All right. So um, to wrap up this conversation, I just want to take a, a full view of everything and just think about the things that you would change um, within your childhood to make your adulthood better, if you could? Hmm. So many things. <laughs> if, like, I had, like, a magic wand, right, and mm-hmm. I could just change anything, I think that I would not want my parents to get married. Um, and I think that, arguably, my mom and his mom could have had a better relationship and they would have made sure that without any personal beef, because, you know, no Monica Brandy, nobody wants this nigga. Now it could be about the kids <laughs> establishing a healthy relationship and making sure they know who their sibling is, because I know that ultimately that's what they wanted. Like my mom to this day says she has three kids. My grandmother always said she had three grandkids. Like he was always a part of our lives. So to hear on his, on the original pod when he was like, yeah, that went, he went off and started another family. I thought that was odd because I never saw it that way. It was always like, 
No, you're you're my you're my brother. Like my my sister. You just don't live with us. You just don't happen to live with us. Right. And so I I never knew that that was his vantage point. But I think going back to your question, um, I think that would have made it better for for he and I and my sister to have had a closer relationship if my dad was in the picture as my mom's husband and just you know everybody weekend dad. And then I think that. M- I don't know because this is a fantasy, right? Right. But if he had to put in as much work to see all of us, then maybe he would have done he more. All three you know, all right? You know, like I would like to think so, especially when like we were younger. If it was, you know, him having to put in work and effort to like be there for us, and um, so yeah, I think that that's what I would change. Mizi, you got anything? Oh, I don't know. I think. I mean, obviously the. Uh, us seeing each other doing those more often during that age period. I was yeah. talking about obviously that, but aside from that, no, not be, only because I think there's never been a chance where I didn't know who my sister was. Right. Right. Like from day one, I've known everything about my sister, where she was at, like all of this. And so I think. Because of that, it led it leads you to we've never had even as us being seven months apart, we've never had to live in each other's shadow. Mm-mm. She got to be who she was. She was never Kwame's. She was only Kwame's sister to <laughs> like to Kwame's friends. Oh, you know that's Kwame's sister, and I was only that's Alexis' brother to Alexis' friends. Yeah. But we've never had to be somewhere and be those people. Like, if we right. were both there, I was who I was, she was who she was. Right. And yeah. so I think that helps a lot because now when you become this, you don't have to just be friends with Alexis because that's my sister. Right. Like you've become, y'all become friends because you met this incredible person, thought she was cool. You can hang with her. That's now. right. <laughs> so I think, I, so I think that, but, that separation that gave us it allowed us to become who we were. Interesting. And I believe so I think that I wouldn't change much of it, but I just think a lot of people have really good relationships with their parent uh their siblings, but I think it's because a lot of them lived in the same house mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. So that's because like I see E and his sister, but they grew up together. They were in the same house together. You and your sister in the same house. I don't know too many people who have Super good relationships with their siblings that didn't live in the house right, together. Right. So that is probably the part I would change. Like maybe, yeah. You know, I spent instead of weekends, right. a summer. Yeah. And we got to hang out during the week, the Monday yeah. through Fridays versus just Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So it's probably that. That's a huge part of it. But I do think that even when you don't grow up with, your family members, you still have some sort of connection because oh, we have, have a DNA. yeah, we have a great DNA. bond. Uh, I learned that just connecting with my cousins over the years. Like I met my cousin this past summer, um, COVID friendly, um, <laughs> in Florida, and we still have like the same mannerisms. We still have like similar experiences. So um, I understand the closeness that comes with growing up in a household and having the same childhood and stuff. But there is a connection through the through the genes and the blood. Oh, <laughs> If you look at our Twitter feeds right. or any random time on social media, you can start to piece it. Right. Yeah. Or when we start drinking, it, or, it comes out of or both of us. Or that we, like, we, 
we have the same voice. Yeah. Like, it's very loud. Yeah, y'all do. Arguably <laughs> true. <laughs> Our listeners probably listening the whole time, like, yo, this girl sound like it. <laughs> but um, I, I think, yeah, I do. I hear, it. I hear it now. I think that's good. Um, so can we have a music break? That was a lot for an episode. That was. <laughs> it was good. Hit the button, E. You are now tuned in. You are now tuned in to WMEZ. This week we got, uh, I think this is Briley. Briley? Briley? Briley Harris, Briley Harris. I'm He's sorry, I butchered, I butchered it. <laughs> I just probably can't read. It's uh, Briley Harris. This song is called Parked here on WMEZ. Textually, yeah. If you enjoy that record and you'd like to hear it again, be sure to go to your Googles, type in Textually Active <laughs> Podcast, and somewhere in your Googles, you will find the Baby Maker playlist. It is available on your Apple, your Titles, and your Spotify's. And you too can go somewhere and be part and do some nasty things. And maybe you get Project Twins here you know what? with WMEZ. <laughs> 
<laughs> See. Sexually active. Wear your mask when you make a non-project twins. Um, between each other, between each woman's house, wear a mask. You know, just wear your mask. So you're asking him to wear a mask? Yeah. But not a no kissing in the mouth. Just wear your mask. Keep it on. We Y'all have kiss actual, through Because we there's more of us. There's two other oh, sets funny. of projects. <laughs> Crazy enough, funny. the other set was born in '91 too. Okay. So our grandmothers was like. Yeah. Also, y'all niggas just going, you know, quadru- quadruple the amount of grandkids. I mean, yeah. look at their lives. <laughs> I mean, this is true. But we also have a sex that's two years older than us born on the same day. And they are the they look like twins. <clears throat> but same they day, have the diff- hospital, same year, different mom, same dad. Interesting. Yeah. Them genes run strong. Listen, um, well, them speaking of. just hoes. <laughs> Goals. That sounds like so. I hate you. <laughs> Something that could be on a meme. Pull your memes out. <laughs> I got a meme because I know how y'all do. What you got? Oh wait, now nah, I go last. Listen to a guest that listened to the show before they came here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Lex is looking for her meme. She's scrolling. Um, while she's looking for her meme, did you notice that we have a new logo? Uh, <laughs> and a new cover? Things are getting new at Sexually Actified. Yeah, they saw the vibes. They was trying to figure out why we was doing this shit from home for a couple of days, for a couple of weeks. I mean, we didn't address I, that. I came back with a lot of math theories. So we, we didn't address that yet. If you put two and two together, wear your mass. <laughs> wear your wear mass. Your mass. Your mask. Your mask. Lex, what you got for your meme? Okay. All right, take it. Go ahead, Misa. What you got? I'm doing this for me and me only. Let people enjoy things, quote unquote. Okay, but I enjoy critical analysis and being a hater. I seen you when you when you posted that, and I was like, "That's right." Like I enjoy, like if I'm gonna let you enjoy it, why you can't let me enjoy what I like? I enjoy talking about how you you had a nigga in Christmas with mashing pajamas, but that's not the same one that you posted for February. (laughs) That's not the same one. I enjoy seeing like. Meg the Stallion, like, be on Hopper's Bazaar looking like that. Looking take a like break, what? Sis. Take a break, sis. Just take a break. She she just, I think maybe her and the photographer got into an argument because she looked sad. Set. Take a break. Upset. Sis. Hey, you can take a break, sis. Okay. Um, my meme goes out to um, another person that's from the projects, uh, lives like he from the projects, but sometime... Somehow, somewhere, y'all always find a way to put the mic in this nigga's face because every time something goes down, y'all want to know what Boozy think. So um, I'm going to just remind y'all a little something about Boozy. Boozy got six baby mamas and hired a sex worker to give his 14-year-old head. And y'all listening to him talk about how Lori Harvey ain't wife material? Like, let's just, let's just think about it. <laughs> Boozy gave me gas tank on E, but all drinks on me. And that's the only time I go up for Boozy. I'm sorry. That's it. That's all I have. I mean, <laughs> that was because you wouldn't put your pussy lips on Instagram for a <laughs> that's not. Well, I did like that, too. <laughs> Boozy was doing that. But I'm not going to Boozy to hear what he thinks in certain times. You sound like ideal goals for a father. I mean, all fathers you know feel that way about their daughters. Like, but you want somebody to put they you want somebody's daughter to put their pussy lips on live for you. I actually want somebody to buy me a sex worker at thirty. Uh, okay. Know. Okay. Right. You know, okay. So this one is for me personally because as 
people would agree, I definitely grew up very much Miss Goody Two Shoes. And <laughs> in recent years, I've found my hot girl flow. And it's really been like, fuck them niggas, fuck them kids. We outside mm-hmm. safely because, you know, it's a whole panera. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. It says, I don't like quotation marks. I don't like talking to multiple niggas. I just don't see myself doing that, even if I do get cheated on. Okay, want a cookie, miss no niggas? <laughs> and like, that's how I feel in this stage of my life because it's like, Bitch, okay, more niggas for me. Facts. Y'all be doing all Don't, that to get know, picked. To get played, like I seen a girl. I seen a girl say the other day, and it made me mad because it was Valentine's Day. She literally February first through the thirteenth. It's nobody's up to par to be with me. This all, all y'all want to do is fuck. And this the fourteenth. Well, I guess I'm not special enough, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is, y'all think you need to cook. You think you need to clean. Uh, you think you need to suck his balls and slurp them dry <laughs> and do all these things. But, man, he's still going to cheat. He's so do what cheat. you want do in that you relationship. Do, you know what my motto is, sis? Get on his damn nerves. Come he's going to miss that. You he's going to miss that. The minute I stop is when you should be concerned. When you hit a new nerve on that nigga, he's never going to forget you. Listen you got to learn how to work him, okay? That's my motto. It's really yeah. no science behind it. Just get on his damn nerves. Yeah. That's right, babe. That's right, man. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thank you all for listening to another episode of Textually Active 5. That's usually why they cheat. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's going to come home to get his nerves worked some more. <laughs> um, thank you, Lex, for coming on the show um, and sharing your story Woo. and your experiences. We thank y'all for that. having me. This is um, fun. Lex, you want to let the people know where they can find you? I mean, yeah. If you feeling friendly, you want to follow, I'm at underscore luxurious on Instagram and Twitter, L-E-X-U-R-I-O-U-S. All right. Check her out. She got some good content. She does yoga. Um, The girl is a chef. Uh, She does copywriting. She hook your shit up. Um, She's great. She she does a lot. And she's a Virgo, too. So uh, she's an expert at a lot. You know. Um, But... You know the vibe. <laughs> a terrorist. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought a tourist said something. Ooh. Anyway, um, thank you all for listening to this episode. It's actually <laughs> active. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And um, don't forget to share this to your social media and let people know you're listening. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Museum. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to the Textually Active podcast. This podcast is a full-service production from the Open Media Lab. Be sure to check in every Textual Tuesday along with following them on all social media at Textually Active Pod. Textually Active is a part of the Open Media Network.